Look at my butt. Show number 242 of Look at His Butt, special interview edition with Jim Valeri. As you heard, we've got a special treat for you. We just spent a delightful hour talking with the lovely and talented Jim Valeri, who runs the Shatner Web Project, where he reviews all of Bill's performances in chronological order. We've talked about that website before and just could not get over how much we loved his commentary. We chatted about all kinds of things, movies, TV, Peter Shatner, Bill's terrible accents, and just so much more. The big question on everybody's mind is, will Jim finish this before he dies? Not sure. Listen to find out and we'll be back with a regular show in a couple weeks So listeners, today we have a wonderful treat. We have another a interview, special guest. a special guest with a, another Shatner person who we have great respect for, who is going to tell you all about what he's been doing. So this is Jim, and he runs the Shatner Web Reds website, which we've talked about on the show many times. So welcome, Jim. Yay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and thank um, you for mentioning the site. Well, of course. Oh, well. <laughs> we love it. We've talked about it, like, I don't know how many times, every time you come out with something new, because your comments are so insightful, and we've... And fun. Yeah. We've watched a lot of the things that you have talked about as, you, as you're going through it. So, to recap for people, um, the Shatner Web site is going through Shatner's performances chronologically, and Jim is writing reviews of everything that is, I guess, in existence that, that can oh, be man. tracked yeah. down. Um, yes. But you've even written reviews of stuff that have, you haven't been able to track down that you've given really nice little summaries. And then the web part is making connections with all the people that, that Shatner's worked with subsequent to that. That's correct. Or, or prior, yes. Your latest one is all summer long. <laughs> Yeah. And from Goodyear Playhouse. And when Lena told me that's that's the latest one, I went, oh, my God, because I remember not any details, <laughs> but how psychotic it was. Yes. And then I went and read your review again. And, of course, it all came back. But, you know, the weirdest thing is, for some reason, I remembered it being ducks, not chickens. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow shooting ducks still seemed creepy, you know? Yeah, yeah they're, they're both creepy. The yeah. whole thing, the whole thing is kind of creepy. That whole all summer long performance. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think when we watched it, we agreed it was one of the most depressing things we'd ever seen because yeah. 
every everything about it is sort of hopeless and awful and people being mean to each other and chickens getting killed and and then you know the flood and everything it was like oh my the, god this the is daughter so wanting the abortion by throwing herself on electrified fence <laughs> it was like oh my god but you know what i didn't know that i learned from reading your your synopsis was this was actually a play first yeah i know i thought it was better as a play if it would have been better as a full length play on Broadway or off Broadway or wherever it was a play at. Yeah. Um, or if it was better cut down to its shape and form on television. <laughs> I don't, I, it's probably terrible either way. <laughs> One of the things I remember about it is all the action, actual action things happening takes place off stage. Uh huh. A lot of it, yes. Yeah. There's, uh, there's only one. What is it? The very end where Raymond Massey jumps into the water. Even that mm-hmm. kind of happens off stage, but um, with Shatner just looking at them. But he actually does get in the water, and they actually pull that little boy in the on, off on the out of the water in the stage. But yeah, and then immediately their house collapses. But that all happens off stage. <laughs> it's just yeah, the whole thing is really depressing. And I think it's supposed to be hopeful at the end, oh. but it just never comes across that way at all. It all it all just seems like it's terrible. Oh it's God. it's built up too much um, hatred between the characters and hatred of us yep. for all of them. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I would have been happier if they had, you know, just all gotten in a circle with guns and shot each other. <laughs> <laughs> Shatner's pretty. Shatner's pretty. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Relatable in the in the in the thing you, he he and the little boy i guess are are kind of the two that you sort of root for yeah uh, yeah well i, I like how, really how hate you, them. you said you know bill you could you could see his his the technique he became known for with the the charm and you know the whole thing and yep. and and his bad laugh which <laughs> i believe has gotten better but that's pretty awful <laughs> yeah the clip that the clip that i put on there is, is yeah pretty horrible there was a somebody who commented on that post and uh the first the first comment on it says still waiting for the performance where shatner learned how to act oh so, <laughs> no 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 that's yeah. not not true yeah no he was he was totally fine um mm-hmm. I, I yeah when we remember when we watched it we talked about the fact that you know he took what was not a great part and as you say he made it very relatable um he, he tried to imbue that character with some warmth and some common sense you know given yep. what he had to work with mm-hmm. which i think continues right through to the stuff that he's been doing recently on our last show i talked about this new episode of the canadian series private eyes that bill was on and uh-huh. you know there's bill working hard and trying to do stuff with and he's not given very much to do in the script and you know, by God, he's there. He's hitting his marks. He's doing his lines. He's just trying as hard as he can to make something that's not very good just at least be interesting. Did you watch uh, that episode? I guess you, it sounds like you did. Oh, yeah. I, I, I watched it. Yeah. I, Kitty didn't see it. It was enough for no. me to watch it and talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I have I have not seen it yet. It's actually one of the things I have not quite seen yet. Yeah. It's it's not very good. I mean, it's not a very good <laughs> series. It's it's fine you know it's episodic television it's about private eyes it it has its little hooks and quirks and things and um bill gets a very small role 
and unfortunately, they they decided to make his character quirky rather than more realistic. Real. Yeah, more real. <laughs> and and my comment, and I'm, I'm curious to see when you watch it, please let me know if you agree. There are a couple of times in the episode where Bill's character gets to be a little scary and mean, not mm-hmm. not in a like a terribly frightening way, but but kind of really intense and those are the best parts and if they had let him play that character that way rather than go for the comedy and the the kind of obvious like oh this is a guy who starts every conversation by quoting a philosopher which is apparently Uh, his character it would have been so good and those little moments where he just gets to be you know you're like oh he's kind of unpredictable and mean it would have been wonderful if they'd let him do that for the whole show Sounds it sounds right. My opinion. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, something we've talked about many, many times and with your, you know, research that you've done and are doing, I think you will agree with us. He has such an incredible work ethic. When you hire Bill, you're getting everything and he is going to to do his homework and not just phone it in. Yep. I think it's yeah, I think that's one of the big things that I'm sort of trying to eventually work into the to the blog. I've said it a, a few times in some of the posts, but um, one of his um, greatest attributes is probably uh, in, in terms of an actor is just the fact that he continues to do it. He's working it like he's mm-hmm. a professional, um, especially early on um, when he was, you know, not William Shatner. He was just an actor. Mm-hmm. Um he just became, like, you know, he just works constantly. Mm-hmm. Well, um, he's always said, you, you, you know, you did the job. The next day, you were out there looking for the next job. Yep. And, uh, you know, that that's what it takes. Yeah, and and a lot of, I mean, it's, it sounds again, uh, a lot of people today see Shatner as, you know, it's kind of over the top or hammy or, or whatever they have in their head about how his performances usually go. Um, but, I mean, he's been in show business for 60-plus years, and really hardly anybody can say that they've done that um, for that long and with this amount of, I don't know, success, I guess. And worked the whole it, time. Exactly. Worked constantly the entire time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And still working. Yep. Which, and those people who part. say, oh, he's such a ham, he always overacts. I would love to show them certain episodes of Boston Legal mm-hmm. where he just blew me away with how how subtle some of the choices were that he made. And, you know, the, the, the depth of character work that was there was incredible. Yeah, for sure. Although that character, too, started to devolve into just a collection of ticks at times but right and then they 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 do an episode where he talk about his his fear of losing his mind and yep yep and or suddenly in an episode you'd realize he knows what's going on the whole time and you know he knows how to play all those levels yeah and maybe it was you know as he said the relief of not being the leading man not having to carry the show yeah i wish they had done more with him in that Mm -hmm. in that series even uh with that kind of stuff rather Mm -hmm. than sort of always falling back on oh he's crazy and Mm -hmm. you know let's see what kind of ridiculous things we can have william shatner do because you're right when he does the other more serious stuff it was actually really compelling Mm -hmm. oh yes yes absolutely Uh, So on the show, we've talked before about the fact that we had an opportunity um, a while ago to go to the set of Boston Legal and watch him do um, some filming there for the Shatner fan club weekend. So it was amazing. And we got to sit and we 
couldn't see them exactly, but we could see them on the monitors. Um, mm-hmm. But we were there, and we watched him and Spader run through a scene, what, six times, seven times, maybe? Yeah, yeah a number of times. It was one of those balcony scenes. And, uh, yeah, it was really it was really something, and, and both of us have commented on this, that after they'd, you know, done a few takes, they're, like, resetting the lights or whatever. And so the two of them are wandering around chatting to people, and then they go, okay, we're ready to go, and they get into place. And Spader goes, where are we? And Bill knew, Bill knew exactly what line they were starting at. I mean, you know, even though he's been off having his little social whatever, yeah, he's ready to work when it's time to work. Yep. And every time they did it, it was a little bit different. So as many times as they were going to do it, Bill tried to make his reading of the lines just a little different, or he would do a little bit of different business enough that the scene was the same, but he was giving the director a lot to work with and trying out different things. And it was just amazing to watch him do that. He was so good. And we were just, we were in awe. It was great. That's awesome. So, uh, sorry, I was going to say, let's go back to the beginning of this because the question I really want to ask, and we've been talking a lot, so you're going to talk now and you're going to tell us. And we're going to shut up and listen. We're going to shut up and listen to you. Like, what was the inspiration for doing this? And you know, of course, that you're never going to get through all his stuff because you're going to be 150 by the time you get to Boston Legal. But um, I'm going to I'm going to figure out a way to go a little faster at some point. But, yeah, go ahead. He'll still be working though, no matter how. I, that's true. That's yeah, that's true. it's true. So, so what inspired you to start it? Now, now I know that you've been a collector for a long time, but but what made you actually go? Okay, ShatnerWeb.com, register the domain. Here I go, 1955, whatever. What made you do it? Oh, man, what made me do it? That's a good question uh, because I'm not sure it has a logical answer. Uh, That's okay. Any answer is good. It's your answer. (laughs) It's some sort of compulsion. But no, on on the website I talk about um, under the why section of like why the hell am I doing this Um, or why Shatner or both or just why in general. Um, Back in the – it was a long time ago. It was probably the mid-'80s or so – my sister-in-law at the time was we were at a holiday party i remember it very clearly and we were talking about shatner for some reason and uh or something and she said hey have you heard him sing in air quotes uh lucy in the sky with diamonds my brother was he's a huge beatles fan and she was like have you ever heard shatner's version and i said no shatner has a whatever and she's like yeah he's got this record and so (laughs) They, they gave me a copy of Golden Throats. Mm-hmm. That yes. Kind of where it entered the the collective consciousness was on this Golden Throats co- compilation with Nimoy and all these other uh, uh, Jack Webb from Dragnet doing these <laughs> terrible, terrible cover song cover versions. And he had two songs on there, uh, Mr. Tambourine Man and Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And they were it was like one of the very first records I ever had. That they gave this to me. And I listened to it constantly. And I just thought it, the Shatner stuff in particular was so hilarious. And so it, became, it kind of became this running joke. Oh, it's Shatner. Um, anyway, a friend of mine who was also starting to get in also loved this stuff. We were start, and we started joking. And then we, we got into college and we started having bad movie nights every week <laughs> with everybody in our dorm. And we found like, let's find like the worst movies. And we were getting things from Shatner a lot, like Devil's Reign and <laughs> Kingdom of the Spiders mm-hmm. and all these like great, bad, yeah, these classic Shatner things. And from there we were like, let's find more stuff. 
Let's, and so I started just collecting as much as I could. I was taping things, you know, on videotape uh, off the air, you know, when he was during the 90s, when he was in all those kind of made for TV movies, the Columbo and mm-hmm. Banachek and Dead Man's Island and all these weird things. And it became this like, oh, it's Shatner. We're, let's go see. And we had like a red tie event where we went to see Shatner and some loaded weapon movie. <laughs> uh, black, black tie, not red tie. Uh-huh. A uh, black tie event where we all got on the bus at college and went off to to watch him and loaded weapon and um, so it kind of became this joke like this running joke like oh Jim loves Shatner and all these people love Shatner and uh, so I would start to collect it all just and after a while I thought what am I doing with all of this stuff that I'm collecting and then I thought why well, it would be nice to um, to, to watch it all in kind of chronological order before I thought about reviewing it. I just thought, man, it'd be nice to watch it all. Back in uh, when I was in college, I was a film major in college, and I um, for I didn't do this as part of a class. I just did it because I wanted to. I started to rent everything I could of Alfred Hitchcock, anything he directed, mm-hmm. and I did it and I did it in order. I did it in chronological order. The, like the oldest thing I could find up until his last film. And wow. it was it took it took me several months to do it, but it was yeah. really I thought it was really interesting. You could see all these through lines about what he was doing and how he these themes and these camera angles and all the stuff that he kind of wove through his entire career. I thought it was just really interesting to do that, to watch it all in chronological order. Mm-hmm. So because that was so interesting, I thought I'll do that with Shatner, too. And uh, and then I thought. Man, I should. People were like, "You should have a blog." And this was years ago. I mean, this is mm-hmm. 10, 10 years ago. You should put on the internet. You should have a, a website. And and then I thought, okay, I'll do that. So I registered the site years and years ago, and just now have finally started uh, to actually get into it. But that's it. I don't know. It became like I said, it was a running joke for a long time, and then it mm-hmm. became like a not funny. It was a, just a compulsion, and then it became a joke again. And now I just think it's all. <laughs> mashed together so i'm not sure what it is anymore (laughs) and you can kind of tell that in some of the posts that i write some of them are fairly serious and dry (laughs) i guess and then some of them like this last one i don't know if anybody's ever going to read my website again after my chicken wire abortion jokes and (laughs) all kinds of stuff i thought well Well, i laughed (laughs) before i hit post i thought this is going over the top um but I was I was drinking a lot of Chardonnay while I was writing it. So if you, if you go through it, you'll see it get devolved into until we finally get to chicken wire belly fire. And then I thought I better I better stop. Um, it's great. I, in fact, when I wrote to Kitty and I said, um, you have to read it. It's hilarious. And it's it, it is. I mean, it, I agree that that you need to uh, a different tone for different things. Right. You know, some things just lend mm-hmm. themselves to making snarky comments you can't help it whereas others you know you really want to look at it more seriously as as a student of film or as a student of Shatner in fact and talk about you know merits and and things like that so I like it that they're different some are funny and some aren't some of his work you cannot talk about it without joking and those are some of my favorite things (laughs) yeah and this one is was a weird one because it's not necessarily his performance that I can joke about very much it's just mm-hmm. the production yes so. um when what is your first memory or do you remember when you first like saw a shatner performance in star trek or anything earlier or something that yep. you know like caught your eye yeah you know when i was uh when i was pr- 
pretty young. I've been in the late 70s, early 80s. I remember very clearly um, watching um, at the house. I have an older brother. He's 11 years older than I am. So he had all his older friends over all the time. And so I, I kind of gained a lot of stuff, like uh, picked up a lot of musical taste. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and he was also a film major. So a lot of movies and, and stuff like that uh, I sort of got into because of him. But I remember one day I was home and um, both my parents worked. So it was obvious. Uh, it was usually just me and him and his friends. And I remember one day coming home from school and watching, I, I don't know, I turned it on. It was like, Star, I think it was, it was an episode of Star Trek. And his one of his friends came in and said something like, oh, this show is really good. Like it's held up, you know, mm-hmm. um, this is a good show to watch. And I thought, oh, yeah, you know, these guys know what they're talking about. So <laughs> I'll start I'll start watching that. So I started watching, you know, the, the reruns of, of, of the original Star Trek. And my dad was in the Air Force, and he, when when Star Trek was originally on, he and all his buddies would watch um, Star Trek. Um, wow. You know, it was very much this kind of astronaut, military, Air Force kind of thing, you know, at the time with the moon landing and all this stuff. Um, and he would watch it a lot. And I remember when the movie came out, Star Trek The Motion Picture, he and my mom took me to this movie, which was the most boring piece of oh. shit I could possibly have sat through. Um, as a eight year old or however old I was, oh my um, God. it was awful. just, it was just, yeah, it was just terrible. But I remember very clearly going into a packed movie theater on opening weekend and watching Star Trek, the motion picture. Mm. It was so, it was so bad. We did not go see Star Trek two in the theater, which mm. is the only, the only one I've never seen in the, well, I had up, I've seen it since in the theater, but I had never it's seen it. It's coming the up theater. like next weekend, I the know. 10th and the 13th, oh. and I can't go to either one. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. I have, I'm having company, and there, it's not a Trek person, so. Oh, well, can't you put them in a bar or something and just go, here, here's a <laughs> bottle of vodka. I'll be back in an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. Or just, yeah, take the bottle of vodka with you. Well, be- yeah, because um, Star Trek The Motion Picture was so bad, I didn't see Wrath of Khan until several months into its run. And this, you know, was back in the days when a movie that was a hit could stay in the theater for yeah, months. Yeah. And I'd heard, you know, OK, it's really good. They didn't screw it up the way they did the other one. And I finally went and, oh, my God. I mean, at one point I thought this is the Star Trek I've always wanted. Yep, I just sure. love that movie so much. Yeah, that was definitely the best of the films. Oh, yeah. Is it your favorite of the films as well as being the best? Because that's different, right? Sometimes a movie can be the best, but not your favorite. Yes, I I think it's I think it's the best and my favorite for Mm -hmm. sure. I watched a little bit of it the other night um, for just I don't even know why I was doing it. I just turned it on. There it was. But yeah, it was great. It's a great film. I'm excited. Well, I'm going to see it in the theaters because uh, I happen to be free those nights. And there's an interview with Bill preceding it that looked good um, where I think they'll talk with him. You know, they won't ask him all the obvious questions. There was a, a little interview that we talked about in our last show that was in some online publication. And the, the, que- the interview questions were good. And Bill was very careful to promote Fathom Pictures. He did his shilling, you know, got it yes. in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's Fathom, right? You know, Fathom is putting this on. Yep, we know. It's good. It's right there. It's in the headline. We got it. Shatner has to do that, though. I know. It's in, his, it's in his DNA. It is. He is the master shiller. Um, well, and that that's part of, you know, getting the next job. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is, you know, making sure you know who produced it or whatever and... You know, getting their name out there. And it's like, oh, we should have him again because he promotes like hell. Mm-hmm. Yep. He will. Now, aside from, from that, 
what, do you have a favorite Shatner movie that isn't a Star Trek movie? And it, again, doesn't have to be the best. It can just be your favorite. Ooh, hey, that's a good question. Because we do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you you tell me first, and I'll I'll think about it for a second. What's your favorite <laughs> non-Star Trek Shatner thing? Oh uh, well, for me, I think it has to be Impulse. And me uh, too. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Now, are, are you familiar with um, Thrillville? Thrillville, no. Okay, this was a, a, a West Coast uh, thing. This guy called Will the Thrill uh-huh. uh, would host, you know, like B-movies at a theater in Oakland. And once a year, he would have Shatner Fest, and he would show Impulse. And we were like guest speakers or something <laughs> several times but this this was one of those old movie theaters where you know you could have beer and everything and mm-hmm. boy there is nothing like seeing that in a crowd that's drinking <laughs> uh, it's, it's just amazing it was the best see, seeing that movie in a crowd full of people who really wanted to see it and were expecting it to be crazy was the best thing <clears throat> it was so yeah. funny and we've seen it like that several times but and and so a lot of that resonates for us now if we're watching it not in a theater with people because there are certain high points to it and you just kind of can't believe that this is a movie yeah. that got made <laughs> with with bill and all the other people who are in it um, I brief I briefly mentioned that movie when I was reviewing uh, Go Ask Alice, and I think I correctly identified it as the lowest point of his entire career, <laughs> <laughs> which also means it's like the highest point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To me, that's the best thing to have come out of what they call the lost years. Yeah. Where you know all you had to do was call up and say, "Bill, would you?" Yes. <laughs> you know, and off he went. You know, with his own wardrobe. <laughs> yes, I know, and that I think. There's a shirt in the, was it that movie? I think he wears a shirt in that movie. Oh, maybe it was uh, in the episode of The Magician um, with uh, mm-hmm. Bill Bixby. Bill Bixby, yes. Uh, he wears this crazy, like, shirt. And I was like, I've seen that shirt. And I realized, <laughs> oh, that's his shirt. He was on. Ce- he wore that on Celebrity Bowling, too. So that'll, that'll be its own section of Shatner's Web is what shirt did he wear in multiple things? He is just the worst dresser. <laughs> yeah, it was a terrible shirt, but it was so memorable. I was like, oh, what is that from? Oh, oh it's from Celebrity Bowling. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, and the costumes, I mean, maybe they were his own clothes, but some of them in Impulse are just, like, you can't believe that a person would wear that in a brilliant. movie. You know, The that, whole thing's brilliant. Oh, mm-hmm. It's just crazy. So that's why that's our favorite, just because um, it, it's so Everything insane. about it is over the top. Yeah. yeah. Um, I so, think... I think for me, probably not the best, but my most my favorite performance, because it's the one that sort of kicked off the Shatner thing for me in terms of like, okay, this is just this is bad. I'm going to have to watch everything I possibly can. It was probably uh, Kingdom of the Spiders because that was Mm -hmm. still in college. It was still kind of more of a joke about Shatner. And then we watched this. You know, Rack hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, this guy's this guy's in a lot of good stuff. I'm gonna make sure I try to find everything now. Oh. So, and and for us too, I'm I'm sure you you appreciate this. Even in these terrible terrible movies, I mean, Bill is there working so hard, right? Like he's yep. given the shittiest <laughs> script ever, and zero <laughs> characterization, and he's got to go in there and make a character and. There he is rolling around with these tarantulas, sometimes real, sometimes not, and portraying a man truly committed to killing them with a flamethrower. You know, he, <laughs> he just, he's there. He is giving 110% in this terrible yep. movie. You yep. got to love that. You just do. 
and riding yeah. down his wife and roping her. Oh Have yeah, you ever the seen beginning a movie of that. With oh. a better opening. Oh. <laughs> you just shake your shake your head, and it, yeah, it's his real wife. But in the in the show, it's like his his brother's his dead brother's wife yes, or something like correct. that. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but then she kind of disappears, right? A little bit, and then it's the other woman. Yeah. I can't yeah. Been yeah. a while. The tarantula expert who comes to yes. town, and he immediately, you know, shifts his gaze to her, and it's like, well, this is the one I'm sleeping with now. So. Yeah. yeah. Not the one I was roping earlier. <laughs> well, there's some. I think it's on one of the Circus of the Stars appearances where he has his. He's doing his horse thing. And he has his wife, Marcy, with him, and he wants to show, you know, how you use a horse to herd cows, and he has Marcy play the cow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was very telling. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bill, what are you doing? Um, so so how are you going to get through all this stuff? I mean, you're, you're right at the beginning of Bill's career. You've got, what, 50-plus years of his stuff to go. And 60. Bill put, 60 plus years and Bill puts out something every week, right? Basically. Yeah, yeah. So like, are you just going to stop working and, and do this full time? And uh, <laughs> I really don't know. You know, one of the things I did before I registered the site name and then I got this program on my computer. It's called uh, DVD profiler. It's basically this old thing where you, you enter what DVDs you have. And I didn't do any of that. I didn't enter my regular DVDs. I just started entering Shatner performances. So I basically used it as this database. Mm, And it took me years to do this. And I have 1,450 William Shatner appearances uh, in this database. And that's how I can, I put every, I put it's like my own IMDB for Shatner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I put everything I could find on these things, including all the cast, uh, all the crew, um, and that's how I can, you know, pick something and then click on somebody's name and oh, see what wow. else they've been in with Shatner. So that's how I do the Shatner web thing wow. because I couldn't wow. cross-reference anything online without doing that. So um, I did this. I even did every episode of Rescue 911. <laughs> uh, Jeez. I put every single episode in, air date, uh, whether or not I have it. It's just yeah. So, so so now, once I finished that, I was like, well, now I have to do something like some kind of website because this is just getting. If I just sit down here, I'm going to be like a cat lady or something, and <laughs> with my Shatner thing. Wow, that's so, a, com- compared that to like the Shatnerica or any of the like online lists of his work. Yes, yes. So and yours encycl- is more complete, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Not to toot my own horn, but yes, no, that's it's okay. way it's way more complete. Uh, Encyclopedia Shatnerica was another great thing. When that came out, I was like, "Oh, they stole my thunder!" Like this guy, this is exactly what I wanted to do. But now reading it, um, like if I if I watch something and then read the review of it in mm-hmm. Encyclopedia Shatnerica or read stuff, I'm like, "Oh, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not the air date. Oh no, that didn't happen. You know, that's that's uh-huh. not correct." So yeah, mine is much more complete and. Is there a way you can eventually make that like as a publicly accessible database? Because that would be a treasure. You know, there, there's people who would use it. We would be using it. I know that there's <laughs> other people who would be using it. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I know I can like export it into Excel and things. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and one of the one of the thoughts of doing the website was to have these like an index, which mm-hmm. I have on the site, but it's still under construction. I haven't done anything. 
where you could click on an actor and see what other stuff they were in with Shatner. But mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to do the actor thing anymore. It's just going to be too difficult to put in 50,000 actors onto a oh, website. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, some kind of database. My friend who's also into Shatner is uh, basically a database engineer. And so one of these days I'm going to have him do something for me so that it can be searchable online. Yeah. Well, oh, fantastic. That would be awesome. Yeah, I, I think that um, people would definitely appreciate that. It, it's interesting um, seeing in, in your Shatner web at the end of each of these, though, for the early stuff, it's it's interesting to see who he worked with and who would pop up. As, as we've always said, you know, when you watch episodic TV from the 60s and early 70s, it's the same people. Everybody was in everything together. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's so fun to pick up. Oh, you know, it's it's like, you know, you saw the guy in uh, All Summer Long who later plays Dr. Corby. And yep. it's just so much fun to pick those out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. one of my favorite things. Is, and especially finding things like that where I was like, because I don't really look ahead too much. I get to the mm-hmm. episode that I'm going to review and then I start doing it. And so I'm obviously or honestly surprised sometimes where I'm like, oh, that guy was in an episode of Star Trek. Oh, it was that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I let myself be a little surprised rather than think it going through all this stuff in advance yeah. oh i understand that's great yeah but everybody's been in star trek i mean pretty much anybody who was in television got a, a, a part in star trek so when, when you it's it's fun when you're in you're watching other episodic tv from the same time you know if, mm-hmm. if um even you know cop shows and stuff you're watching adam told it's like oh that guy was in star trek oh of course he was everybody was in star trek <laughs> Yeah, the first few years up until now, because right now I'm at the part, point where he just went to New York. But before that, it was all Canada. And it's like the same people over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so after a while, I was just like, OK, did they, he played with something, whatever. And now that he's left Canada, it's getting a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> and that's true of so many things. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are you going to review Star Trek episodes or are you just going to leave that out? I'm going to. I'm going to post on Star Trek episodes and I probably will do some reviewing of them. Yes, but I'm going to not be as in depth as some of my other things. Mm -hmm. There's just been so much written about Star Trek and I don't have a whole lot to add. So, um, well, you can kind of assume your audience has seen those things and is aware of the story and what goes on in each of them. Yeah. So again, it's I'll cross that bridge if I ever come to it. But um, <laughs> the the idea, yes, is to post on every one of them uh, and to, to watch them and to talk about them, but not yeah, not as in depth as some of the other stuff, mm-hmm. and just pointing people towards other things. Yeah, that's um, probably the right way to do it. Now, um, have you ever met William Shatner? Uh, yeah, I have a, I've, and by meet, I'm gonna play this fairly loosely oh i'll tell you a story too um, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> so yes i met him many times just mostly from in conventions uh mm-hmm. you know, get, get a picture get an autograph that kind of stuff so right uh, if we're if we're saying met in that loose way then yes um well in that went... loose way he and i are best friends so. <laughs> <laughs> um and i even i got i have several pictures with me and my family uh with him which is just hilarious little kids that don't give a damn. Oh, I have two, I have two stories for you. So one, a couple of years ago, we went um, and to a convention and we did like the family picture for the very first time. And I'm getting, I have these, I have little kids, right? One, mm-hmm. one of them was only one year old at the time. And I have these two daughters and one was eight and one was six or five. 
And uh, I was telling the older one, I was like, oh, it's William Shatner. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, the, the guy that you have pictures of all around the house. It's like, <laughs> yeah, and we're going to take a picture. You know, I'm getting them all prepared. Like, it's only going to be like three seconds. You got to go in there. And you got to smile. I want everybody, you know, tr- trying to get everybody ready. And we go in there and Shatner puts his arm around my daughter. And immediately I'm jealous. And <laughs> he puts his arm around her and he was like, what's your name? And all this stuff. She's like, Vienna. And then, you know, the, the photographers are trying to get everybody through. So they're like, okay, everybody smile. Okay, take a picture. So then I'm like, okay, everybody out. You know, I don't want, any, don't want Shatner getting mad at us. And so my daughter walks away and um, Shatner's like, no, wait, 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 wait. Hey, what's, what's, what's your name? And she's like, I was like, oh, my God, Vienna, come back. Shatner's talking to you. And. And she goes, oh, my name's Vienna. And he goes, oh, you know, you're just like the greatest little girl. And I'm thinking, oh, if only he would say something like that to me. <laughs> because she didn't care at all. She was all like, great, right. thanks. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> she hears that all the time. <laughs> I know. My, my pants were all wet. And I was like, what? Come on, man. Anyway, that's one story. So uh, the last time I met Shatner was recently at the uh, charity horse show that he does every year. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I went I went down there. Yeah, I went down there for the first time. Actually, I went to the horse show last year, but I didn't go to the dinner. Uh, and then this year I went again, and this time I actually went to the dinner. And I got my ticket online, and there was all this confusion about the, the ticket. Like, it didn't look like it charged, so I had to call. And, like, it was really hard to get a hold of this weird charging website. So I called them and they're like, okay, great. I've, I've, you know, I've got your ticket and they sent me a confirmation that I had a, that I had paid and I had a ticket, but it was all confusing. And I got down there and, you know, you go to will call or whatever to actually get your seating assignment. And I went and I, I said, they didn't have me at all. Oh, they didn't have oh. my name written down at all. And this is, you know, pretty expensive or whatever. Yes. And I said, thank God I had printed out the confirmation. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, I definitely have a ticket. And they're like, oh, okay, great, great. I see a, I see a ticket. Um, I mean, I see you have your ticket. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll find you a spot. Oh, I got you. I got you a great table. Um, it's, it's just a really good table. And I thought, oh, great. Maybe I lucked into, you know, something up, up in front. Mm-hmm. No, it was like the very worst table ever. Mm-hmm. It was in the very back corner. You couldn't even see the stage. Um, and I was with, um, turns out I got to sit with all these veterans who were part of an organization that were get, was getting money from the horse show. Oh. All these veterans who had like PTSD and mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff. So I'm sitting at this veteran table, which turned out to be cool because they were, you know, all like, oh, you're sitting with us. That's great. But I was the only one there that was like, I just love Shatner. <laughs> they were there sort of because they had to be. And um, so I'm sitting there. And later, the woman who's running the organization says, oh, we're going to get a picture with him. We're going to I'm going to go up and ask if he'll come by and do the picture. And so they had all these professional photographers run by. And I'm like, what do I do? Because I'm not a veteran. I'm not part of this organization and blah, blah, blah. They had already had these veterans like stand up and all mm-hmm. this stuff. So Shatner comes to the table with the with the photographers. He, I'm in the middle of the table. He puts his arms around me and says, oh, oh thank you for your service. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, uh-huh. Yep. So I didn't know exactly what to say. Um, yeah. But anyway, apparently I'm an honorary veteran. I told that story to my brother and he said, well, you should be thanked for your service. You're doing all this Chatner research and website. Yeah, he so. didn't know what service he was thanking you for. It turned out to be totally appropriate. Wow. 
I was very, I was very uncomfortable and with being thanked for my service, but it turned out all right. And I'm the only person looking at the camera in the whole thing, me and Shatner. Wow. That's great. Um, so, so we've been there. We've, we've done that. Um, did Bill go insane while he was doing the, the auction after the dinner? Because when we were there, he was in the highest of high gears trying to raise as much money as he could. He was. It was very discombobulated, the whole thing. He was just like running through things and it was hard to tell who was bidding. And he was just like <laughs> on to the next yeah. thing yep. immediately. And I was like, wait a minute. How, is, how are they doing this? Because I've been in other <laughs> auctions and it wasn't anything like that. And I was like, I'm not sure Shatner should be doing the auction. Because <laughs> he's just like, OK, there's one for 500. All right, next one. And I was like, wait, 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 you were, we weren't done. But it was it was very confusing. I don't know what gear he was in, but it was it was a little coked up. <laughs> <laughs> Too much espresso. Liz, Liz wasn't there to make sure that he, he was uh, keeping a, a lid on that coffee consumption. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jim, I have to share share with you, this is Kitty, that um, a couple conventions ago, I got a hug from him. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. An actual hug. Have it on film and on audio. Wow. How did you how did you land that? Well, I was in line to ask questions. And when I got to the front of the line before I could ask my question, and God even knows what it was, I was wearing my T-shirt, which was black with white print that said WKKD. And underneath, in smaller print, it said, what would Kirk do? Uh And he looks over and he goes, well, hello, WKKD. What what does that stand for? And I said, or WWKD, I said, it stands for what would Kirk do? And he laughed. <laughs> and then he said, well, what would Kirk do? And I said, you were he, so would, cool. he would sweep me into his <laughs> arms. By then, the crowd was laughing so loud, you know, I couldn't say anything else. And uh, and then he, he said, OK, you know, come on. And he called me up on stage and gave me a big hug and I wow. kissed him on the cheek and I <laughs> flew home on clouds. <laughs> you were so famous. And the rest of the day, as we walked around the con, people kept pointing at you and going, he hugged you. You were the one that was on the stage with the shirt. He gave you a hug. And it was, it was fantastic. I, I have to say, I still, I'm in awe that you were so cool during that encounter that when he said that to you, you were just, it was like you were talking to me. You were just like, well, he would sweep me into his arms. And it was just, it was yeah, like I've never ever thought about it. I know? was just gonna say, Kitty's been waiting for that moment forever. She wasn't absolutely, gonna let it go. Absolutely, absolutely. It was, it was and amazing. that 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 T-shirt has never been washed <laughs> because because we he touched clothes. you because he he hugged yes. you with it. Yes. Yes, it, yeah. it's awesome. Okay, um, I have some other questions written down here that I don't want to forget to ask. So. Um, you didn't mention one thing in your review of but- Butler's Night Off that we loved. Absolutely. Oh, um, my goodness. Well, two things, I guess. One is that we dubbed uh, the, the inept gang of gangsters the White Sox gang because they're all wearing white socks. Oh. <laughs> Which, I don't know if you notice that, but it's very weird because it's black and white. Like, the white socks really stand out. And we thought, is that natural for gangsters to be wearing white socks with their <laughs> their black shoes that, that seems yeah maybe we're, it's In you know Montreal we're seeing a very poor, poor <laughs> true a very poor quality video but these white shot uh, socks were like blinding lights <laughs> 
I did not notice that. I can't oh. believe I didn't, I didn't see that. Well, the next time you rewatch it, notice that. Yes. And then the okay. other thing is that Bill's one really good line that he <laughs> says is toward the end of the film when everything's in confusion. And um, do you remember, Katie, what exactly was happening that yes. causes him to say that? Okay, you say it. Uh, oh, I can't remember exactly what causes him, but things are going wrong. And he goes, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> We just lost. It, it's in such a high-pitched way and with some anxiety in his voice. What do we do? <laughs> well, I do have that line on there, but he, he says, I'm tired, which is also bizarre because it's a complete non sequitur. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, I'm tired. And it's, it's absolutely bizarre. Um, so I did put that one. I didn't get the other one. Yeah. What do we do? I didn't do that one. What do we do? Uh, yeah, it's it's very, very weird. Whatever you were doing, Bill, it wasn't actually working very well. Um, so uh, so then I wanted to know, are you going to include in there things that aren't strictly performances like uh, some like celebrity bowling, for example, or some of his other yes. appearances that. OK, good. Because yes, those are the best. Yes. Yes. I'm putting Yeah. Everything that's everything except um which is in my database when i part of the 1450 is some of the interviews i have you know we just like today's show or mm-hmm. stuff like that i probably won't be reviewing a lot of those um when i when i get to them i might mention them i'm not sure yet i haven't i haven't gotten to any of that stuff um but things like celebrity bowling um circus of the stars um what is that one show that i'm blanking on <laughs> The, where all the stars get together from the networks. Oh, uh, Battle, Battle of the Network, network Stars. stars. Network. Yes. All those yes. things, yeah. Those, those and Howard Cosell says, Shatner is a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that so many times. Uh, um, so we, we have to put in a special request that you, you write about uh, the Out to Lunch interview. Uh, <gasps> oh, my because God. Because yeah. that, that deserves, I think, a chapter, a, a post of its own. And you can find it on YouTube because I put it up there. And I don't think you can get it anywhere else. I've never found it in any other format. Um, we had it because Kitty taped it from television. And then I, I managed to digitize it and put it up in two or three parts. Um, and it's amazing. It's it's just the most amazing thing you'll ever see. Oh, yeah, I see that. Yeah, I just uh, typed it in here. Mm, huh. Yeah, you, you have to watch that because when I saw it, you know, at home when I was taping it, I was going, what is going on here? And then, you know, I called Lena and another friend to come over like a week later. And I said, I'm not going to tell you anything. Just watch this. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So they I'm... did. And, and they were the same as me. Oh, my God. So yeah. it's great. And we've shown it to people when we've done like con parties at Star Trek conventions. And we've shown it to people. And pretty much everybody has the same reaction. They're just <laughs> like, I can't believe this is on television that they let this actually happen because Bill's being so blatantly fl- flirtatious with this woman. He, it's crazy. He's like beyond flirtatious. Yeah. It's incredible. It's huh. just incredible. How do I not know about this? Well, thank because God for so you too. Because it's so obscure. Yeah. It, it, uh, it was it, on it, e, was, right? it was a Yeah. It, yes. And it was an L.A. based show with this <laughs> woman is. who took celebrities out to lunch and asked them questions. And as Lena pointed out, it was kind of ironic because she hated food, <laughs> you know. <laughs> wow. You know, she's one of those very attractive. She's now a, she works for The Onion. She does their um, their news broadcast thing. And she's funny. Oh, yeah. She's really good. But in this, they just had her being an interviewer and they'd go to these restaurants and she's very slim and beautiful and all that. And clearly she wasn't going to eat any of that food because she couldn't. <laughs> 
to, to stay as, as slim as she is. So, you know, you almost expected her to be like, you know, oh, I'm not going to have any of these beautiful food. Please just bring me a tab and a roll of toilet paper and that will be good. <laughs> That's what I'll have for lunch. Um, so Bill is just trying to get her to eat. And the way he does it is, is so overtly sexual. She gets completely flustered several times during the interview and just kind of can't continue with him because it's crazy. <laughs> Wow. All right. Yeah, this is definitely oh, 1999. Yeah, I'll get to that. Um, I'll get to that really soon. God, was that long ago? Jesus. Oh, it, remain, it remains wonderful, though. I could watch that mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Thanks. I'm still in 1956. I really do need to speed up. <laughs> so what are you looking forward to reviewing that that's coming up? Maybe, maybe pre Star Trek. Is there like a favorite thing in there that you really want to talk about? Um, You know, some of the stuff. So. A lot of the stuff pre-Star Trek, either I've tracked down um, through online sources and stuff like that. All summer long, like I said, was something I've had for a while. I thought that was going to be my first post ever, but turns out I was sorely mistaken. Mm-hmm. But a lot of this other stuff, um, some of it's commercially available, but a lot of the stuff I've gone down recently to like the Paley Center or to UCLA archives and watched this stuff. So I'm kind of I'm kind of interested to do that. There's a Studio One, No Deadly Medicine, which is which is pretty interesting. Um, there's these there. The, my next post actually is one I saw at the at the UCLA archives, which is an omnibus episode where they did a live version of uh, Moliere's uh, School for Wives. Um, oh, you mentioned that in the post. I yeah. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was a good. It was a good thing. It was mostly for uh, Bert Lahr, who was the the cowardly lion and yes he play he plays the lead character actually in this thing and all he does uh-huh. is like spit takes the whole time um, <laughs> like every time something silly happens he crosses his eyes and goes boop, 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 like that <laughs> and he does it so often that i was like if this was a drinking game i would be drunk because oh, this man. is this is ridiculous but shatner plays you know an earnest young man again mm-hmm. who's fallen in love and he does kind of this thing so i'm i'm working on that post that's actually the next thing um and then his you know, the thing that I'm kind of interested in, in going through all of the episodes is the his his series for the people. Yeah. I saw I saw yeah. a bunch of them. I have about half of them or more than half, whatever's available um, out there. And then there's another six episodes or something I watched at the at the Paley Center, UCLA, one of those two. Um, so I watched a lot of those and those are actually pretty good. They're interesting. It's an interesting series. Mm. Yeah, we've seen some of them. I think we have the same as you, like six of them. And we haven't watched all six, although I, I think yeah. we've watched, what, two or three? I can't even remember at this point. It's been a while. I found it so interesting when they intercut um, the one episode with a Boston Legal episode. Yes. Oh, yeah. that wow. was a, It was an episode of, that was The Defender. That oh, wasn't right. uh, for okay, the people. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is coming up thought- soon. So it, you know, so amazing that Bill's had such a long career. They could do that, and then in a later episode, the uh, he was like remembering his affair with Shirley when she was young and beautiful, and they were showing film of, you know, Candace Bergen as a young woman. It was, yeah. oh, that was so cool. Yeah, great. Sure. Um, so b- before we we skip on to anything else, I think now would be a good time for us to, for you to tell the story of how you got blocked by Bill. <laughs> Um, yes, because <laughs> this is great. And it relates back to that that amazing post that you did recently where you talked about um, the the erstwhile Peter Shatner. That's right. Oh, so, him. Yeah. Yeah. Him. <laughs> so I told you I don't really look ahead. I just start looking at 
whatever post I'm going to work out, work on next. That's when I start looking at any of the Shatner web connections in terms of what this means. And I was actually in Los Angeles and I was kind of for a week, I was doing this UCLA Paley thing, um, in back in June, I guess. And, um, the next post up was, um, forever Galatea, which is a general motors theater production. It doesn't exist. Um, or, or, Nobody has it. I've never seen it. So I thought, oh, this will be easy. I'm going to do another one of these. I don't, I've not seen it. Here's what I've found about it. Um, but that's all I know. And I started looking at it and I thought, oh, it's this woman that he's in this thing with this Kathy Burt or Kathy McNeil or whatever mm-hmm. she eventually became. And I thought, well, that rings a bell. Kathy Burt. Oh, that's right. This is that Shatner thing where his he might have an illegitimate son (laughs) and so this post that was going to be like 200 words became this several thousand word (laughs) post about um about him working with um this woman and she claims that she slept with him and her son peter mcneil now peter shatner claims that this is proof of somehow that Shatner is his father. So um, if you haven't read the post or anybody listening oh, yes. to this hasn't read the post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We so read she, it. <laughs> <laughs> she, she apparently had two one night stands, one with a man who she doesn't know her, his name and one with William Shatner back in 1955 uh, or 1956, early 1956. And, uh, and then she gave birth in New York city and gave the son up for adoption. And he eventually wanted to find his birth parents and found her. Um, and then kind of just narrowed down his father between these two men, one, one of which was Shatner and then recently sued him for $170 million. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, um, I wrote this whole post and about this, thing and it was i mean it, i had no new insights i just had i just took stuff from the internet which was his website was was this guy's book i read his book and i say i say book quite loosely um yeah thanks for but, doing that you took one for the team because we were thinking yeah. we were going to have to read it and now that you read it and really summarized it we don't have to so thank yeah you. Thank, that's you. Great. thank you very much it's a slightly interesting in terms of him searching for his mom and then it gets more and more conspiracy theory when he gets to Shatner. Um, but yeah, I wrote this post. I thought about actually kind of sending it to him thinking, Oh, I can maybe get some clicks out of this, but I decided not to because I didn't want anybody, you know, I didn't want anything bad to happen. Um, any untoward attention, but he found it anyway. So Peter Shatner down in Florida found my post, um, and basically commented on it. Uh, if you go to the post and look at the comments, he, he, reached out to me and was like, great post. You know, I really want to work with you. And I was like, how, what are you going to work with me? I'm like, how am I going to, how can I possibly fucking help you? Um, (laughs) I got all my information from your book and from the internet. So I can't, I can't help you anymore. Anyway. Um, he reached out and said, I really love to work with you. It was a great post. I have a couple corrections, blah, 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 which is fine. Um, I said it was a drunken one night stand. Apparently, I made that part up. Um, I just assumed there was alcohol involved, but <laughs> apparently not. So, uh, and then a few weeks later, uh, my wife sends me 
a link to something Shatner put on Twitter because I never look at Twitter. Um, but she followed Shatner because she had Twitter before me and she was like, look at this. And I tried to open it and it was like, you have been blocked. And I can only put two and two together because I got a lot of a traffic after Peter Shatner put my post on his Facebook page. Um, I got a lot of traffic after that. And then a week or so later I was blocked. So I'm assuming, um, yeah, for whatever reason I was now have been associated with Peter Shatner. Have you considered suing Peter Shatner for 170 million? <laughs> I absolutely should do that. <laughs> yeah. How can I? How can I begin that process? Yeah. Um, I, I think that wow. um, Bill's lawyers have probably told him, "Do not participate. Do not look. Do not do anything that could in any way associate you with Peter Shatner, even mm-hmm. you know by allow you know." Yeah. Allowing people who somehow have a tenuous connection with him to follow you on Twitter, Twitter just to protect it, because that's the kind of thing that a guy like Peter Shatner might bring up in court. You know, it's like, well, look, William Shatner is, is reading articles about me. Therefore, that proves I'm his son. Right. Mm, like, that's the kind yeah. of thing he would do, I think. Yep. I'm sure he'll bring it up in court. He'll be like, look at this post. This proves everything I said is true. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Which is basically what he does. He kind of looks and says, oh, this proves that it's true. And it's like, how yeah. does that possibly prove anything? Yeah, but, yeah, I don't think he understands what prove means. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. It, and, and I think or even supports. <laughs> the, the reason he found your review, I'm sure, is that he's got Google alerts just set up on his name. And he probably clicks through each and every Google alert that he can find. Yep. Um, and when it's something that's somewhat positive, as you wrote, you know, when I say positive, I mean not horribly negative. You know, yeah. he, he's going to reach out and go, yeah, hey man, yep. I'd love to work, yep. work with you, whatever that should mean. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I, I, could his story could possibly be true. I mean, it could possibly be Shatner's son. But you know what? He's never going to know. And- yeah. Well, he said in early on years ago, I think when he was first starting this, he says, people are always telling me I look like him. And I'm looking at the photos going, <laughs> you don't look like him at all. And then a couple of weeks ago, I saw a guy on Game of Thrones and I went, that guy looks like Shatner. You know, he's probably so Shatner. Like, he's probably Shatner's son. Well, this <laughs> one's kind of young. I think he might be grandson. But <laughs> okay. um, yeah. Uh, well, it is kind of amazing that for all the women that Bill has slept with over the years, that there aren't a lot of illegitimate children running around, which to me just says that he was very careful, which, you know, good for him. That's fantastic. Yep. 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 You know who he does look like? Mm-hmm. David Marcus. Hmm. <laughs> Doesn't he? Yeah. When you I, think I, about I it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And I we never thought he looked like. Kirk, so yeah. that proves it. That proves yeah, it. Yeah. He should sue. Absolutely. Yeah. That is the connection right there. Um, let's there see. it is. Um, what? So, so that would be some of the early stuff. What about like more recent things? So, um, I would say maybe in the last ten years. Uh, and Boston Legal aside, like any of the other guest things that he's done that you think are particularly good. Um, I don't know about particularly good. Boston Legal has just taken over everything. Mm. I mean, people people know Shatner from Star Trek or from Boston Legal now. Yes. yes. Um, and I'll tell you, I, I watched Boston Legal, but I always fast forwarded until Shatner was in it. And 
us too, exactly. <laughs> no, I watched every single episode, every bit. I really like that show. But I think part of it was I had never watched a David Kelly show before. Mm-hmm. So all the things that are his signature stuff was all new to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, then I found out, no, he, he did that in Ally McBeal and he did, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. But um, yeah. okay. I so watched the whole thing. Let me correct it. You watched the whole thing. And then when we got together at my house or your house, you, I would we, do a highlight reel. Yes, you. you would tell me what happened, and we would fast forward to that until we got to the bill part. So, yes, you have watched it. I have not. <laughs> that show is amazing when you fast forward through it, though, because you can fast forward through it just to Shatner's parts and not miss anything about this, his story. There's, like, right. all these different stories happening, but they're, mm-hmm. they're totally disconnected in almost every episode. I mean, usually you have an A and a B story that kind of yep. makes sense together at some point, but there's like an A, B, and C story in every one of them, and none of them are connected in any way, except that's that they're That's true. They're lawyers. all in their own TV shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I never I never felt like I was missing a whole lot. Uh, just once in a while, they'd, be, they'd kind of overlap. Um, you know what? Uh, my kids, all of a sudden, you know, they, they couldn't care less about Shatner for, in any way, shape, or form. As I've stated several times, um, but I'll tell you what my two, well, actually all three of my kids love that better late than never show. They think it was the most hilarious thing where he goes around with Henry Winkler and yes. George Foreman. They were like, like, when is better late than never coming back? They just loved the whole thing. I don't know why. <laughs> um, so that's something very recent from just a year ago that, uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to getting to when I'm an old man in the home. <laughs> uh, I, now, they're, they're filming new ones. I know. Uh, they were recently in Europe. Yep. I can't wait. Yeah. Till they, till they come back. So I can't wait for my kids. Oh, <laughs> we're excited. Uh, you know, it's funny. I'm just looking at Bill's uh, IMDb page. He's got like one, two, three, four, five... Just don't Six even tell me. Different things that are just in production that are coming out in 2017. Oh, don't even. God. Uh, well, he's doing a voice of something. He was just talking I, about He's that. doing My Little Pony. He's finally my, doing that. No, but this was a different one. He was talking about he's oh, doing the voice of something else somewhere. Uh, yeah, the alien one. He's going to be yeah. a talking plant. What is that one? <laughs> and I got my Google notice that he's in something else. I just shake, shake my head. Um, so I wanted to talk really briefly, and the reason I'm on IMDb is because uh, I can't remember what the name of the series was. The thing that we watched that was the Canadian show where he played the grandfather. Um, oh, oh, yes. What was that? Do you was remember? Was it recent? Was I it recent? don't. Like in the past two years? Yeah. And I'm, I'm – oh, Rookie Blue. That was yeah, it. Rookie, yes. Yeah, right. yes. The cop show. Yeah. Yep. So did you see that? I did, yeah. Uh, we thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it was that really good. he was fantastic. Yeah, he yes. was fantastic. Not the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was excellent. That's the kind of stuff that he needs to do more of. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's crazy Shatner ever since Airplane or ever since that Siren Live skit and then Airplane 2 or whatever. He's kind of he leans into the crazy, mm-hmm. silly Shatner. Um so. Well, he discovered this public persona that he can play. Yeah, for sure. And. Prior to that, I remember seeing him like on talk shows and um, I mean, he, you know, it it wasn't like he sat there not saying anything, but he always uh, not exactly nervous, but it was almost like he didn't know what to do or how to relate 
to the audience or this this strange way of being a performer, but you're supposed to not be a performer Mm -hmm. in that situation. Now he's got this thing going. And that's what a lot of people know him for. Yep, for sure. Yeah, that was a great when you were talking about uh, private eyes. I was hoping that the private eyes might be more of the rookie rookie blue performance not yeah kind of the other stuff sadly not but uh it would be good he is so capable you know that that role that they gave him in rookie blue was not an easy role and it could Mm -hmm. have been it could have been very one-dimensional and and bill just brought so many layers to it um you know when he was interacting with other people but then i think as we commented on during boston legal just scenes where he's sitting and not actually interacting with people there's just so much going on he's so good at that yep for sure yeah and then there's that murdoch mysteries one where he plays mark twain which is <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> absolutely horrible uh, yeah i could play a better mark twain <laughs> anytime shatner has to do an accent <laughs> oh my god we saw some old one and we came to the conclusion that his accent was on a tour of the united kingdom because it just kept switching <laughs> Yeah, I can't even imagine. There's some uh, there's some performance coming up uh, that I don't have. It, it's another one of those anthology shows where it's called uh, Gwyneth. It's actually coming up at the end of 1956. So mm. the post after next, you'll get to read all about it. It'll be like 10 words because I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, okay. But, but apparently the show is about Gwyneth, a beautiful soprano singer. She divides a close-knit Welsh family and spreads gloom over a small mining town. Oh, as no. she is, as she has, she becomes the obsession between two brothers, which the two brothers I believe are Roddy McDowell and William Shatner. Oh. Um, oh my God. But I'm almost glad I don't get to watch this because I can't imagine him with a Welsh accent or oh. trying to affect mm. any kind of accent, but especially a Welsh. Ugh, it's going to be so bad. There is one episode of one of those older anthology shows where he plays a guy who defuses bombs and he's German and it's actually, I don't know, I'm not queen of the accents or anything, but it, it, I think it's one of the better things he's done with an accent because he doesn't do the exaggerated German accent. It's much, it, it you know, it's like when you hear Christopher Valls talking, uh-huh. you know, he's German. He's not doing all these, you know, well, you know, and that sort of thing. He's speaking English as well as he can, and he does a great job. And that's kind of like what Bill's accent is in this. And I remember being so surprised. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, good. Yeah. So once in a while, he can't affect an accent passably? Well, in, in one circumstance, in 60 years of showbiz, <laughs> yeah, not sure what that percentage is. but and, and one accent that was German. You know, let's be really specific. Mm-hmm. That's probably yes. the, the easiest of accents to do. And who knows, like maybe growing up where he did, he was actually mm-hmm. exposed to people who talked like that. So it was yeah. a little bit easier for him to, to draw on actual experience. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's easy to do the comic German accent. This is true, yes. It's not that easy to do the more realistic one. Mm -hmm. I'm going to watch that, Kitty, and probably be like, oh, this is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) That's okay. I'm kind of thick-skinned on these things. (laughs) But I will also block you on Twitter. (laughs) If I ever get on Twitter and figure out how it works. (laughs) I never, like I said, I never go on it. So I wasn't all that sad. <laughs> Makes a great story, though. It does. <laughs> it's an excellent story. Um, okay, so let's see. Are there other things you wanted to talk about that we haven't already brought up? We've sort of been uh, firing questions at you here. 
I have a question for you. Where did you get the name for your blog? I mean, your uh, your podcast. <laughs> There's a good back story the, behind that. <laughs> back in the before time, Lena, we had been friends for some time, and Lena said to me, "I want to do a podcast with you." And I went, "Okay." What's a podcast? Because we were like the second podcast in the world. Uh-huh. And she said, well, it you know, explained to me what it was going to be, and it was going to be all about Bill. And I said, we should call it Look at His Butt. <laughs> and the reason is, whenever we watch, especially Star Trek together, and he's going upstairs to get onto the transport pad or whatever, one of us will always just go, look at his butt. It's like... You know, people are going crazy on the internet right now about Kit Harrington's butt, uh-huh. and that it's you know it matches the golden mean. And I'm going, we got to find a similar picture of Bill because mm-hmm. I'm sure his mean is much more golden than Kit Harrington's. But it is it is amazing. So yeah. isn't there like a whole book about his butt that that his bio, the biography written by those women back in the seventies? Oh, oh uh, they uh, do mention it. Yeah, you're where, talking about um, where uh, no man. Where yeah. no man. Yeah. Yes. 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 I just remember reading that a few years back and thinking, man, they just talk about his butt all the time and how how it changed human history. Or something. <laughs> it's changed like, mine. <laughs> it's true. Um, There's just chapters devoted to it. Yeah, I, I have a um, so I have a copy of that book, which is kind of hard to find. And yeah. um, I got it autographed by Bill at the the Shatner weekend that we attended with the fan club. And um, I was really worried that he wasn't going to sign it because it's it's sort of well known that he doesn't like that book. You know, they because of there are chapters and chapters about his butt and various other things in it. But he signed it for me and he handed it to me with a smile. So that was wonderful. Huh. Yeah. I can't believe he doesn't like it. It's like so fawning. The whole book well, is amazing how great he is. His claim is that he had told them things that uh, the understanding was that was to be background. Wow. And they, they published those things, whatever they were. Yeah. It was a little too honest, a little too open. I really like that part. All of <laughs> the actual chapters where he's talking. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is stuff that he's never said anywhere else. And, yeah. Well, yeah. And now you know why, because it wasn't supposed yep. to be in the book. Um, so look at his butt is also a thing that was said frequently when we would go to cons a long time ago um, that were specifically for people who were really into uh, you know, shipping and, and different kinds of Star Trek relationships. And so when you'd watch something with a group of people who were very interested in looking at how handsome and, and fit the actors were, and we'd go, look at his butt, just look at his butt. Um, mm-hmm. I think one of the best things was when we were watching Impulse in a theater during <laughs> Shatfest. And there's a scene where Bill is, um, he's in the trunk of his car. It's, it's in the, the whole car wash sequence with, with uh-huh. Harold Sakata. And so the, it's shot. And he's wearing white pants. White pants. <laughs> and it's shot from the back. And he bends over to either get something out or put something into his car. And it's just a shot of his butt in white pants. And so we're in this movie theater. And as soon as he bent over to do it, we both went, look at his butt. And the whole theater just erupted into laughter. It was fantastic. And the, the next year, we got the whole theater to do it with us. Mm-hmm. So... That's brilliant. <laughs> it was really good. So that's where the title came from, and we've just kept mm-hmm. it because we still talk an awful lot about how how fine his butt was in Star Trek mm-hmm. and other things. Yep. Well, now he's still got a fine butt. It's just eighty six years old and much larger. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, so um, what can we what can we show for for you? So there's your website, ShatnerWeb.com. Everybody should go um, look at it and read what's there. We put in links to it in our show notes whenever possible. Are there other things you'd like to, to talk about? I think uh, that I have my hands full just with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, ShatnerWeb.com. If anybody has anything that I post on uh, but don't actually have or have not viewed, let me know. Because I've made it my mission. I've actually traveled all over and, as you know, tried to find as much stuff as I can. So there aren't too many white whales left that I think are out out there. But I don't know why I would do that to myself anyway, adding more stuff to review. No, uh, for a sense of completeness. Man, that's going to kill me. Well, we added, we just added out to lunch for you today. So look at I that. Know. We yes. just piled on on the, the ever increasing mm-hmm. pile. 1,451 things. Oh <laughs> that's fantastic. Cool. Well, um, I think we'll wrap it up now. Thanks for spending so much time with us. I, I think our listeners will be thrilled to hear you talk about this. And we've gotten feedback that they, they really like what you've written there. So, and, and we'll continue to talk on the show about certain things that you are reviewing that we have also watched, like uh, you know the Billy Bud stuff and that. Um, speaking of reviewing, if I can just put this in really quick. Uh, Jim, have you ever seen any of Sarai's reviews? The uh, little girl? No. Oh, I'm going to send you a link. She, her father started her watching Star Trek, and he tapes her doing reviews. Oh, excellent. And now she, she hasn't done one in a long time. I think she's kind of outgrown it. But, oh, my God, they're so wonderful. And some of them we still quote. So, um, yes. Yeah, she's got her own channel on, uh, on what is it, YouTube. Yeah, it's S-A-R-A-I. But I think you'll get a huge kick out of some of it. Yeah, send that to me. That yeah. will be less I'll have to type. I'll just say, just check this out. <laughs> check it yeah, out. Yeah, and maybe may, this will get your kids interested. Oh, you think so? Well, it's right in that age group. <sighs> when she starts out, she's like four or five. Yeah, she she can barely say some of the words, but her, her pronunciations are, I'm not even going to call them mispronunciations. It's just no, her pronunciations. They're, they're just wonderfully unique. Yep, they're great. So yep. yes, check that out. Okay, I will. Cool. Well, thank you again for spending all this time with us. We're going to send all our listeners to your site, and uh, hopefully we can have you back on the show again one day and talk about some more stuff. Yes, yes. That would Next be awesome. Time we're all at a con. we got to get together yes. and make up our I, drinking games. And I, yeah, that's right. I love talking about <laughs> William Shatner, so when I find the other two people in the world that also love talking about William Shatner, <laughs> feel, free to, feel free to have me on any time, and I'll oh, continue great. to talk about William Shatner. Okay. Excellent. Thank you.